Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. And now... Let us get on with the job. And now? And now? You know why she says it like that? Mm. She's drunk. <laughs> That's why. She's drunk. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> What's the day? It's kind of like April. Today's April 5th, 2019. Ooh. Yeah. Do we have any happy birthdays out there? Miss Heather. Heather Robles. Had a birthday. Mm-hmm. She and I share the same date. You had a birthday too? Yes, I did. Why didn't you tell me? You know <clears throat> my birthday. I didn't know. I would have <laughs> got you better. Some, I would have got you some chocolate. Mm-mm. Some chocolate that I like to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's st- perfect. I'm not stupid. That's why I've been married for 30 years. Mm-hmm. 30 years. I know. Can you believe it? Feels like uh, two. Careful. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> you know I was going to say. I can hear you. <laughs> uh, is this on? Is this thing on? Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I, th- I didn't know I was talking in my loud voice, my outside voice. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, hey, you know what? Hey. I don't know. I think our listeners understand this, but they may not know. Uh, the world's coming to an end. Uh, yeah. 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 So let's, we're going to talk about some stories here that's going to really like prove it. It's just weird, weird, weird times. Is it not, Ms. Capel? Well, I think so. Yeah. Weird things are going on, strange things, and um, too much to really talk about. And stuff is really kind of too out there because I don't think everybody's ready to kind of hear some of this stuff. But I mean, there's some really strange things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, just your day in and day out news cycle uh, being bombarded either, uh, you know, on television. I mean, it's it's hard to go to any restaurant or go anywhere without a television on, mm. right, yeah. <clears throat> you know, CNN or Fox. Something's on. It really is. Well, especially here. I don't know where you guys live, but, you know, here it's like, yeah, I don't, can't go anywhere. And then, uh, you know, if you do any kind of uh, Facebook or social media, that feed is coming on. It's on your internet. You can't read any stories that are popping on. and It's really hard to kind of just not, uh, you know, notice it. Mm-hmm. I think some people do, or maybe they limit themselves. I don't know. I'm not one of those people. I, you know, I'm just, I got to talk about it. I got to stay aware. To me, it's it just shows the demise of... Uh, you know, humanity, the, really. Mm-hmm. Humanity is collapsing. It's the human that's left here on this uh, rock. 
uh, this matrix. It's a it's a phony system. You know that. I keep telling you that. Uh, you know it yourself. You sense it. You know it. That uh, these fallen ones have created this phony system mm. uh, because they hate humanity. So they they destroyed the genome. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Now the other day, uh, in fact, it was Wednesday. I had lunch with an octarian. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it was a guy that, you know, comes to the restaurant, kind of, we've spoke before a little bit. Anyway, I was by myself, and I sat down with him because he was by himself. And we talked. And this guy's been around 80 years, sharp as a tack, you know, still drives and travels and, you know, does a lot of things on his own. And, um, you know, very sharp man. Seen a lot of things. And uh, he, uh, you know, he was kind of talking about the mess that the world's in, you know, just, mm. you know, just talking like a lot of people do in general. They're, you know, they, they see this stuff, they hear this stuff, and they're frustrated with it because it's, it's not the normal reality that they came from. Right. It's a, it's a different world. It's a different, you know, forgive me for saying this, but it's a different timeline or a parallel universe colliding. Call it whatever you will, you know, call it CERN, quantum time jump effect, Mandela effect, you know, I don't know. Give it a name that you can deal with it, but it's it's different. And things exist that didn't exist before as we knew it. Mm-hmm. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you do know what I'm talking about. Other ones, other, others you like still don't. What's he talking about? <laughs> you know, just because just you're not aware of it doesn't mean it didn't exist. And it exists now. The history of it exists now, but it didn't exist before where you came from. And I just feel like, you know, we've done another jump. It's just really weird. So anyway, I, I'm probably losing everybody now, right, Ms. Kamau? <laughs> They're like, oh, my God, where's he going with this? Um, I'm not going to go anywhere with it. But I was talking to this uh, this this man. His name is Keith. And he was uh, talking about the world, how different it was you know, all this stuff. So I asked him point, point blank. Um, I said, in, in all your years of living, he's, he's been on this rock for 80 years, right? <clears throat> 80 years. It's quite a while. And, uh, and I said, all your time on this, uh, this, this rock here, um, you know, so I don't say planet. I don't, I try not to say planet anymore. That's ingrained lies. Um, it's just a flat rock. And all your all your years on this 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 flat earth, Keith. <laughs> I go, have you ever known it to be as bad as it is today? Right? Right? Have you noticed it be too bad today? So you would think that the answer would be, Well, son, it is bad today, but I'll tell you what, when we went through the Great Depression, you know. In 1938, it was bad. You know, I was sucking on river rocks for nutrients. You know, <laughs> you know that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I would expect the answer, well, son, when we went through the Korean War, it was really bad. You couldn't get Korean food anywhere. Um, there was no kimchi to be found in this nation. You know, something like that, right? Because he's been around... 80 years, Mm -hmm. but he looked at me and he said, no, 
we've had bad times, but not like this. Well, wow, that said a lot. That said a lot, and I it just kind of really confirmed because I haven't been around eighty years. I know I sound like I have, but I have not. But I've been around some years, and it just confirms that it's just different. Humanity's different. The the just the, the world is different. Society's different. And it's not just a matter of generation. No. Changes in politics, things like that. It's it's a different place. It's it's like we've time jumped again. Uh, it's it's really bizarre. Um, and, and, you know, and I can't prove any of this stuff biblically, so that's why it, it sounds so crazy. You know, I mean, you know, the closest thing I can get is in Daniel, you know, where the uh, the Antichrist figure, oh, I even hate saying that, you know, but the beast figure, the, 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 the zygost, the zygeist of the age, you know, um, seeks to change time. Mm-hmm. You know, Moeds. Yeah. Bizarre. Uh, anybody else have AT and T that's been out for three days? I know that's 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 uh, a very odd thing. And, and and no news. There's no news about it. It's, it's not. I can't find it on Facebook. It's not on YouTube. No one doing a video on it. Um, it's not on Drudge Report. It's not on Fox News. It's it's nowhere. But all in Clark County and, and Las Vegas for the last uh, three days since Wednesday. Uh, there's no cell service. It's kind of a big thing. I know that to be true because I don't have cell service. And uh, when you look it up on the internet, there's people just screaming about it. Yeah. Um, AT&T has, didn't send anything out. There's no emails. There's nothing. I just think it's bizarre. Yeah, um, it's what is it? Did, right. they get, did they get hacked? Did they just disappear? Did they, is it 5G? Or do they don't exist in this timeline? I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Really weird, but um, yeah, for three three days now. Yeah, since Wednesday, that's odd. Yeah, and no notification or there, and the, and no one's talking about it. No, um, no one's talking about it the people affected. You know, we have another buddy that we eat with, and he has a he has a business. He's a he's a what'd you call it? Like a truck truck broker. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. he, he arranges you know trucks uh, to pick up loads and things like that. And he de- when he's eating lunch, he's, he's depending on his, his cell phone uh, to get his emails and phone calls and stuff because that's the kind of business he has. Things are coming in immediately. And uh, he, he doesn't have any service. You know, he's out about. He has to go home in order to <clears throat> check everything to get on Wi-Fi. Um, so very bizarre. But yet not a peep about it. I think it's a big deal when you got a major company like AT&T that's just down. I think so. For three days? Yeah. Yeah, But nothing, not a peep. Mm-mm. Not a peep. But boy, I know what Cardi B is saying. Because the news know. talks about Cardi B and Kyle Richards and Haley Baldwin and Serena Williams and Lauren Sanchez and Beyonce, and Kathy Lee Gifford. Oh, yes. And Alec Baldwin's wife and Justin Bieber and Kim and Kylie Jenner. Dear Lord. I'm already sick to my stomach. Cannot stand. Yeah, what really gets me is the lying. You know, I mean, before (sighs) their their lies were like um, clever. You know, they lied and kept it secret. You know, they try to make it sound like truth. Yeah. 
But now they just blatantly lie. Oh yeah, and they don't care. It's almost like some weird, just just some weird, you know, experiment. <clears throat> Let's see how much we could just, how bizarre we could get, and see, you know, how stupid the humans have become if if we've succeeded. That they'll believe all, they'll believe anything. Mm-hmm. Amazing, absolutely amazing. All right, uh, first story. That was a good rant. That was a good rant, Ms. Capel. That was a good rant, Jerry. I guess. I guess. Okay, first story. This is unbelievable to me. Now, this is what I'm talking about. See, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I'm not telling you this ain't true because for you it might be true. You might be one of these these people that say, oh, no, I played baseball at Pulaski Park when I was a little kid. You know, I live in New York. I've crossed the Pulaski Bridge many times. Um that's the way these these weird time jumps, these these universe colliding, they work like that. Mm-hmm. But for other others of us, where we came from, this stuff didn't exist. And I know it sounds weird, but it, like it didn't exist. Now, maybe I just had a really, really crappy education, you know, in high school, college. I do have a master's degree. So I've, I've probably been in school a little longer than most people. Miss Kapow also been in school longer, a little longer than most people. Um, and I have never heard of this U.S. history I'm about to tell you. I've never heard of this guy, this general. I've never heard of this story. I've never heard of who he was or what he did. And there's... Parks and schools and bridges and submarines and just hundreds of things named after this guy all throughout the United States. We never heard of him. There's statues of this guy. This is bizarre. Yeah, it is. It's bizarre in that respect for me. Now, you probably say, well, Brother Kapai, you just, you know, you had a poor education and you're kind of a stupid man and, you know, you're not very, uh, you're not very literate and so you never heard of this. You're an idiot. And I understand that, and uh, I agree with all that. But uh, th- the fact is, is I I just had never heard of this. It doesn't make it not so. Um, but it just I find it bizarre. On that level, the other level I find bizarre is this whole agenda because it's a transgender agenda. Once again, the story is so highly suspect to me mm-hmm. because of the transgenderism in it. Yeah, it, you know, I mean, it's like really. Now, now this comes out. I just find it bizarre. The other thing that makes me highly suspicious is the the misspelling of words and the typos in an article. Oh yeah, and the grammar is really bad. Yeah, and, and so I'm like, who wrote this? Was it was it, apparently some girl named Emily Crane for Daily Mail, uh, and Chris Dyer for Mail Online wrote this. But it sounds like maybe they're foreigners. Maybe they're Polish. And they're trying to write English. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. But it's highly suspicious to me. And it just seems so hoaxy. But, you know, when you understand we live in a world where everything is a lie, they've like Ms. Kapow says, they got to the point where it's not even like half-truths or it's just blatant lies. Mm-hmm. And and there's there's really nothing you can do about it. I mean, I can't. I know. I don't know. I can't pick up a phone and call somebody in New York and go, is there really a Pulaski bridge or is there really, you know, mm-hmm. call somebody in the Navy. Do you guys really have a submarine named Pulaski? You know, there's a Pulaski fort. I, apparently this stuff exists. 
Of course, when you see something like this and you go Google it or DuckDuckGo, whatever you use, um, all kinds of stuff, you know, pops up that didn't in fact exist. But also this new information also pops up a lot. And I, yeah. I and find maybe that Maybe the writing around it, maybe the, they had bridges like that, but then they write this, these lies around it. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, they already had the infrastructure there mm-hmm. named um, after somebody, Pulaski or family name or something, and then wrote around it. Yeah, that could be it. It's very weird, you know. Um, you know, years ago... Uh, I don't quite remember, you know, how what year this was, but you remember that movie Fourth Kind? Oh yeah, that came out. You know about mm-hmm. the alien abductions of Fourth Kind? Yeah, well, it was before we were here. Yeah, so yeah, we we're still in California, and I, I remember, you know, seeing that. And um, the, what's that actress's name? I can't oh, stand. No, I can't think of her. I name can't stand either. her now because every time I see her, she's. I go, "You're a liar." <laughs> she's just an actress. Of course, she's a liar. She's an actress. Um, but uh, she, the beginning of the movie, if you guys have seen that movie, she states, I mean, that what you're about to see is a true story. And there's real footage. Mm-hmm. And this is, it's kind of like a, it's a, a movie, but they use real footage and they kind of make it like almost a documentary. Yeah. Because she used her real stage name or her real name. Yeah. Oh, Myla. Yeah. Myla Karakovich or yeah. something. Janovich. I don't know. And uh, so she says, this is who I am, and I'm an actress, and I'm playing this role because it's a true story, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And they even had a professor from Chapman University. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're from California, you know about Chapman University. I, I, knew, I knew people who went to Chapman University, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, they did it very well. And they had footage of, of, of cam, you know, police cams and things like that that were just, you know, at that time was... I thought was amazing, groundbreaking. And what they did is they went so far as to um, actually make websites to collaborate their stories. So it looked like it was there was real footage. That's what was amazing. When you tried to research it and you typed it in, you would actually get articles and newspaper articles, and you would actually the web would actually give you stuff that verified that this was a real incident and it really happened. That's what was so crazy. They went through great lengths to do this. And apparently they've been doing stuff like this for years. I just discovered it with this movie. Um, To come out, it was a hoax. It was just a movie. It was just, it never happened. But yet she looked you right in the eye and said, my name is blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm playing this role. What you're about to see is absolutely true. And it was at that point on, I realized that in the movies, they can tell you it's true. They can, or the media can tell you it's true, but it's not, it's just acting. It's just, it's part of the ruse. It's okay for them to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, I, I learned something, you know, that was years ago, but you know, you learn, you just, that's was one of those defining moments for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because after we saw that movie, we were just blown away. And the other thing that, that made it that way is because, what they were talking about was um, UFOs, aliens, um, abductions. Yeah, and what and what they were doing, we we ourselves have experienced to be true. Yes, you see what I'm saying. Yes, and casting out demons. Mm-hmm. They even had a, a ancient Sumerian language, and you know a lot of that stuff. Uh, 
knowledge that they got from somewhere, right? Yeah. So to us, it was like, how did, you know, that they did really good research. Yeah. And that this is true then because how would, how else would they know? Yeah. How would they know that's, yeah, demonic possession like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Quite amazing. But one big hoax, one big lie. Unbelievable. So I say all that to say this when I read this story. It sounds like a big hoax to me, and it could be, you know. So I don't know. So I'm just, we're going to talk about it, and you guys kind of, you know, figure it out. This is from Mail Online, um, and I'll point out the grammar mistakes, too, that seem really weird. But uh, the headline is, was revolutionary war hero Casimir Pulaski actually a woman? Shocking discoveries suggest the father of American Calvary, who led the charge against British forces, was biologically female. Hmm. So right there, the headline, that's what heck of a headline, you see the agenda, right? It's a transgender agenda. Mm-hmm. But this guy's a Polish guy that's now called the father of American Calvary. It's, it's really bizarre. You would think you had heard of this guy before. I would have heard of him, but, you know, I had to take some, I had to take history classes. Both in school and, you know, mm-hmm. and in college, university, you had to take history classes. Um, <clears throat> some of the bullet points are there's Georgia Southern University scientists say they made the discovery about General Casimir Pulaski after years of research. They claim DNA testing and examination of skeletal remains shows Pulaski was biologically female. There's a new documentary that suggests that Pulaski had an intersex. See the word intersex? Mm-hmm. That's one of the words they use. LGBTI, you know, intersex. Yep. That he had an intersex condition known as congenital adrenal hyperplasia. <laughs> and there you go. See, now it's a medical term. Mm-hmm. When someone's transgender, it's not just some some dude that has mental illness. They have congenital adrenal hyperplasia. Prove that I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they said Pulaski's remains showed a female-looking pelvis as well as a more female facial structure and jaw. The team's findings are currently being reviewed by the Journal of Forensic Anthropology. Wow, impressive. Sure, and you know they're going <laughs> to find it okay because oh, it's gone this far. The Smithsonian's already bought into it. Well, they bought into it because they funded it. But I was going to say, it's all about the funding. Yeah. So um, I can't read this whole article, but let me highlight some stuff. Miss Kapow, jump in when you see something uh, that I'm missing here. But uh, scientific researchers are arguing that examination of skeletal remains and DNA testing was found that the Revolutionary War hero dubbed the father of American Calvary was, in fact, biologically female. We know that because... Um, researchers from Georgia Southern University say they made the discovery about Pulaski after years of research and examining his remains. Um, now, their claims are laid out in a new documentary, The General Was Female, with a question mark, right? Mm-hmm. On the Smithsonian's Channel's America's Hidden Story series, which airs next week. The we Smith- all know that Smithsonian is Fuji Fuji. Yeah, they're the ones that hide all the, uh, the giant bones. Mm-hmm. They disappear. The Smithsonian Institute funded this, by the way. Yeah. So, so there the, you have it. The point I want to make is the general was female with a question mark. But then they say that it's a fact that he was, in fact, biological female. 
um, in, in the captions in the story that in fact he was. So why put the question mark, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, docu- the documentary suggests, suggests that Pulaski had an intersex condition known as congenital adrenal hyperplasia. Now, I don't know how you would know that with just bones, like a pelvis bone, because mm-hmm. there's no flesh there. You can't see a penis or a vagina. So I don't know how, how, how they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do. The condition results in genetic females producing excessive amounts of male steroid hormones that could lead to abnormal sexual development and make genitals appear more masculine. <laughs> That's pretty much the only way to explain the combination of features that we see, quote unquote, said this gal, Virginia Hutton Estabrook of uh, the university. <laughs> it's just suspicious. In addition to the female-looking pelvis, they say the skeletal remains also had a more female facial structure and jaw. And then there's a picture here of... Um, of uh, General uh, Pulowski, a uh, big statue of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big old statue. It, it's, he's buried at a memorial dedicated to him in Savannah, Georgia. Big old statue of him. He wasn't even American. He was Polish. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Now, here's, a, here's another picture right below it, and it's it, here's the headline. It says, Chatham County Coroner. A mm-hmm. coroner, by the way, folks, who's working for the county, is now involved in another side project? It, it just doesn't, it seems weird to me. His name is Dr. James C. Metz. He's going to do a DNA check, right? Yeah, he did. He holds, the caption says he holds the skull believed to that of uh, Paluski, and he went to Paluski's native Poland to collect DNA from a descendant, which happened to be his great-grandniece, mm-hmm. to make positive identification. Well, somebody in in the comments noticed that this picture, that this man has a stethoscope on. Mm-hmm. And he said, why does a coroner need a stethoscope? And I, and, yeah. and I think that's a to good... check p- the dead person's pulse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a good point. It's almost like, let's get this guy. You notice his name badge is turned inside out. You mm-hmm. can't see what it says. Mm. It's like a stock photo from Getty Images or something. It's just really bizarre to me. I, I don't know if anybody else could see that, but... To me, it just doesn't sound right. Uh, backing up their claims, researchers said extensive DNA testing provided a match between the remains and Pulowski's grandniece. Uh, the skeleton also showed evidence of horseback riding. <laughs> and he was a similar height and had a battle wound injury that Pulowski suffered. Hmm. Um, I think he died of a head injury. So I don't know why they wouldn't get more detail about that. He had a big hole in his head. I think that would kind of prove it, but they don't really say that. Uh, anyway, this this Pulowski guy, who I I ne- never even knew he was part of American history, was born in Poland, 1745. He fought against Russia, and then he later made his way to America to join the revolution. Yeah, just like that. And he led the charge against British forces. Yeah. Hmm. After fighting Russia, he was falsely accused of trying to assassinate the king of Poland, he went to exile in France. He heard talk of a revolution in America, and guess what? He met Benjamin Franklin, but they spell Franklin with a Y instead of an I. Yeah. At the end. Bizarre. Yeah. So how could you make this mistake? I know. I, I, so he makes Benjamin Franklin. They say he, um, he likely saved George Washington's life during one battle by stalling British forces. 
And he died in 1779 at the age of 34 fighting a battle in Savannah. Now, he was initially buried on a Savannah plantation, and his remains were dug up and buried at a memorial dedicated to him in one of the city's squares in 1854. But there's always been controversy about this because for 100 years, people say, oh, no, he was buried out in sea. Hmm. Yeah. So when they, they first exhumed his, his, his bones, I think in the 90s, they said, this ain't him. This is a female. Uh, hmm. So maybe so maybe now they got the story where hey we can do transgender stuff. It's it's really weird. But he's described as a father of the American Calvary. Um so I guess what he what he did is he put together a uh he was accepted into the Continental Army as a volunteer and he rose and became a general. Remember he wasn't even American. Uh but he was one of eight people to receive honorary citizenship. Wow. So I, I think this is the other part of the agenda mm-hmm. about, you know, open the borders, let the let foreigners in because Yeah, because they, look at how good what they what good they do for our country. Yeah, especially if they're transgender foreigners. Mm-hmm. That's even better. Um so he created the Pulaski Calvary Legion and he revolutionized the way the American Calvary operated. Um yet they say later on that he died because he foolishly went in a battle. It got killed. <laughs> so I was like, well, how good can you be? Yeah. They say his en- enemies were so afraid of him because he's so good at battle, but then he gets shot in the head because he was foolish. It doesn't make sense to me. He was wounded and died while leaving a charge against British forces. There's only eight people to be awarded honorary United States citizenship. Uh, here's a picture of, of forensic experts in 1998 exhuming... His um, great grandniece, and she's dead, also, obviously in Poland. So they can make a DNA match to the remains found in Savannah, Savannah Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. I mean, who's given permission for all this? I know. So here's another picture. Did you know there's a Pulaski Skyway in Jersey City, New Jersey? Yeah, big old I bridge. Know now, in Brooklyn, there's a um, a street named after him. Uh, there's also uh, a nuclear-powered missile submarine, the USS Kashmir Pulaski. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that little diagram on the submarine. Yes, what is eight that? Eight points. Mm. If you think about it. Yeah. It. Well, apparently for a hundred years, there's speculation that he was never buried in Savannah, but was uh, buried at, at sea. sea. Right. Mm-hmm. And in 1996, permission was eventually granted to uh, study his remains at the monument. And initially, the findings confused the scientists because they suggested uh, he was biologically female. So it, the speculation was, this is a Pulaski. This is another body. Uh, and then the, gen- the, the research was dropped several years later due to lack of funding because it was very expensive DNA testing. And then it was taken up again in 2015 at mm. Georgia Southern University as they were given funding funding by the Smithsonian Channel mm. for the costly DNA lab work. So it sounds like it's an investment for them to find the right findings so they could put this on their TV and do well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
this, this gent, Pulaski, never married or fathered any children, but he was engaged in a long correspondence with a female friend throughout a large part of his adult life. Really? Was it really female? We don't know. Here's another picture of Pulaski Park in Chicago. It's Chicago. What does Chicago have to do with Savannah, Georgia? There's a Pulaski Bridge in Brooklyn. Wow. Um, there's, um, oh, there's Fort Pulaski in Georgia. There's a picture from 1862, apparently. See, and there's no way to refute it. No, there's Fort Pulaski National Monument on the site of battle of Fort Pulaski. It's weird. Um, They did say that um, many of the officers uh, didn't like him. He was said to have demanded that only high-ranking generals such as George Washington and Marquis de Lafayette uh, were in higher positions that he reported directly to Congress. He didn't speak much English, so he reluctantly took orders from Washington or anybody, did his own thing. Um, he, he thought American soldiers sucked. He resented American officers. He didn't like taking orders. Um, yeah, but yet he's some kind of hero. Now it says, Pulaski was mortally wounded during a brave but foolhardy cavalry charge at the Battle of Savannah, 1779. So how could he be that great? Uh, His enemies were so in awe of his bravery that they allowed his body to be taken from the battlefield and he died from a head wound Mm -mm. on board the USS Wasp. So if he was on board the USS Wasp and he died of a head wound, I can see why they thought he was buried at sea. But they brought his body all the way back to Savannah, Georgia, and buried him in the uh, 1800s? Yeah, there's also, did you all know there's also a Pulaski Day? No. Chicago, Illinois. See, and the thing is that, <laughs> that's crazy is because we've never heard of any of this stuff no. until now. It's a legal holiday in Chicago. It's the first, I think it's the first Thursday or something of March. I think it's his birthday. Um. Yeah, or the 3rd of March or something like that. Strange, huh? Yeah, you would think that at least you would have heard at least one of those things. You would think so. At least one. They say there's Pulaski Parks in Chicago, Milwaukee, New Jersey, Manhattan, Massachusetts, Delaware, and Omaha. Hmm. There's two schools in Wisconsin, Pulaski High School and Casimir Pulaski High School. (laughs) Numerous streets. Now, what is... Chicago have to do with this. There's a Pulaski County in Indiana and another one in Arkansas. Mm. There's statues of this guy everywhere. There's a Pulaski March. <laughs> See? That was composed. There's a song. He's got his own march. I don't know. This is bizarre to me. So anyway. I lost my home. Hey, you lost your thing, man. Here it is. All right. Uh, I'm going to take a short break because I've been rattling on about this one thing. And then we'll be right back. All right. How many of you remember the story contained in the book of Acts, chapter 19, where there were seven sons of Sceva, and they were trying to cast out a demon because they saw the apostle Paul doing great miracles through God. 
So they try to do the same thing. So they go up to this guy who's demon-possessed, and they say, We adjure you by this Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. Yeah. And guess what the evil spirit did? The evil spirit answered them and said to them, Hey, I recognize Jesus, and I know about Paul, but who are you? And guess what? The man that had the demons jumped on him, beat the heck out of him, subdued him, overpowered him, and they literally fled out of the house naked and wounded. Wow. Guess why? Guess why? Because they did not go to Amazon.com and buy Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare. The book is not about you being married or single. The book is about dealing with demonic forces, and you need to know how to do that today more than you ever have for your own life and for those around you. The book is a training manual, and there's training in there that will teach you how not to be the sons of Sceva and get beat up by demons. It will give you the tools for you to be recognized by them because they'll know that you're exercising the authority that is given to you through Christ. You need to get this book. Back? Are you back? I'm right Strange, strange things. Okay. Uh, what are those strange things we got here? Um, oh, how no. about this one? I won't talk so long on this one. This is from oh, The Sun. This one's so, so annoying. I know. See? Okay, let me preface this. I mean, right off the bat, mm. probably many of you know, I do not believe in the moon landing. <gasps> yeah, I don't believe we ever went there. My dad did not believe in the moon landing. No, he didn't. And we used to make fun of him. Um, but he says it looks like the Nevada desert to him. And he did not believe in the moon landing. A man with a third grade education saw right through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also saw a lot of other things, but he didn't believe it. I don't believe it either. I absolutely, I'm not even like a little bit on the fence. I mean, I know we didn't go there, mm-hmm. but that's me. If you want to believe that, that's you. We're all at different places, right? Different levels, different stages. Maybe I'm cuckoo. I like being cuckoo. I don't believe it. I, it's all lies. I think NASA sent satanic. I think government agencies serve Satan and Lucifer to get their power from the beast. But that's me. I'm a little cuckoo like that. So when I tell you the story, I don't believe went to the moon in the first place. So the whole story to me is a big lie. Mm-hmm. But if you do believe we went to the moon, check out this lie if you would like to believe this. Um. This is how Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were tricked into planting a British flag on the moon. Did you know that? Mm -mm. Of course you didn't. You thought it was an American flag only, but it was a British flag. Uh, A British engineer. Now, here's another story to me has a little agenda. It's here's another foreigner, another outsider Mm -hmm. doing something great in America. You didn't know about it. I wonder if he was transgender. Yeah, maybe he was. Maybe it was trans flagged. Oh, you think about that. Flag. Maybe it was a trans flag that thought it was a patch, but it was really a flag. But acted like who knows. So a British engineer has finally revealed. Finally, dang it, <laughs> revealed how he tricked the astronauts in OTS, knots, mm. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin into planting a Union flag on the moon. So this guy is Keith Wright. He's from Nottingham. No. 
And he was based at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida and was working on the famous 1969 Apollo, not 10, not 12, not 1. 11. 11. They all have the 1133 blues, my friend. Apollo 11. Interesting, huh? Yes. And then they have a picture of an astronaut uh, in the Nevada desert here that looks like the moon. Or trying to look like the moon. And then they have it circled where there's a little uh, jack flag on the ground. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it says, oh, this is bad writing, too. It says, the is the moment Buzz Aldrin unwittingly planted the solar panel on the moon with the Union flag on it. Instead of this. Well, you're pe- going to make mistakes like that when you've got a whole bunch of lies to, to fabricate. I know. I know. You know, on the other story, I forgot to point out all the grammar stuff. I just did Franklin, but there was a couple other. Yeah, I know. Really poor writing. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're leaving words out. and Yeah. Um, well, either just stupid humans or I, I don't know what happened. Jur- there's no journalism anymore, I guess. No one. You got Grammarly. <laughs> spell check. I, I, you know, no one. I don't know. British engineer Keith Wright. He revealed the secret about Apollo 11, and he told his story on the one show last night, whatever that means. Hmm. So he finally revealed his 50-year-old secret. Da, da, da. See, why would you wait that long? Exactly. Because the time's right, right, to bring the story out. Is that? Is it, I mean, really? 50 years, he's held us in. How he managed to make sure Brits got a bit of credit. Well, how did they get a bit of credit if you held in the secret for 50 years? Yeah. When the Americans announced that they went to the moon and beat Russia in the space race, the Brits got no credit for that. And 50 years later, you're saying, you make sure they got credit. Well, how'd you get credit if it was a secret, you dummy? Mm-hmm. I was going to say dumbass, and I stopped myself. <laughs> so I called him a dummity. <laughs> but I meant to say dumbass, but I didn't want to offend anybody by saying dumbass. So now... He says, Keith, Keith said both Armstrong and Aldrin came into the facility. Now, check this word out, Ms. Kapow. I don't, I'm going to find this very interesting for you. He says they came into a, f- a facility for what? A rehearsal. <gasps> yes. And to prepare for the mission. I'm going to read that to you again. Keith said both Armstrong and Aldrin came into the facility for a rehearsal. Mm-hmm. A rehearsal for what? Why would you call it a rehearsal? Yeah. Instead of saying they came to a facility for a training exercise or for continued training. Mm-hmm. Rehearsal? Really? Is it prepared for the mission? He said the pair were shown a number of solar panels. Now, I am not even sure they had solar panel. You know, did they have solar panels in 68? Or what? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Was that a thing? Maybe mm-hmm. so. I don't know. But they had a number of solar panels and it would be planting on the moon. Did you know that they planted solar panels on the moon? No, I did not. I guess those of you who study the moon uh, landing probably know if they did or not. I don't know. This is the first time I've ever heard that they plant. Why do they plant solar panels on the moon? <clears throat> and I don't know why they're making such a big deal about it. The, the, the creepy thing, okay, to me is that even where we live, we have a resident here mm. that actually gives um, 
like not real seminars, but he gives talks about yeah. the Apollo 11. Yeah, he shows documentaries and films. Yeah, but why now? Uh, yeah, why who, is it such a big deal now? It is, and you see it everywhere. The moon landing, the go to the moon. Oh, they found the lost tapes. They did this. Um, I guess maybe too many crazy nut buckets were saying it's not true. Yeah, I guess. So they're like, oh, no, we got to prove, we got to prove they're nut buckets. Yeah, but why would this guy that lives here, a retired man? Yeah. Because he's all part of the zeitgeist. I mean, I know what you're saying, and I don't even know who he is. I don't know if he used to work for NASA or what the deal is, but yeah, it's a little odd. Odd. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so anyway, he was. He said that they came to rehearse, and uh, the pair were shown a number of solar panels that would that would be that they would be planting on the moon. So maybe the maybe the conspiracy theories are saying, well, how how'd they get the power to generate to come back or something? So maybe the backstory now has to be there were solar panels. panels. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure. But Keith, this this guy who held a secret for 50 years, this Brit drinking tea, right? He says he decided to pay homage to the UK and he drew, quote unquote, a little union flag, an LUF. Mm-hmm. A little union flag. To ensure that Britain wasn't left out. Yes. So speaking on the one show last night, Keith said, we got a pin and signed our names. And when I signed my name, I thought, I'd better put UK. He wanted to give Brits a bit of a credit. So I thought I'd draw a little union flag. So I put a little union flag sketched onto there, installed it on the experiment package and it went to the moon. He said the astronauts planted the U.S. flag first moments before laying down the solar panels. Really? And then there's a picture of it. Mm-hmm. It's circled. And no one has noticed this in 50 years, that there was a Union flag there. Mm-mm. Really? Um, and then it goes on. It says that these two astronauts both stunned the world when they appeared on TV screens and 69 bouncing around in zero gravity and all this other nonsense, right? Mm. Um, 500 million people from around the world watch as they did the move. What a hoax, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, Incredible. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then it goes on about conspiracy theories. It says in the 50 years since the historic event... There's been huge controversy surrounding the moon landing with its authenticity being questioned. And here's how the conspiracy theory goes. And then they talk about the fake landing. And but see, don't you think that the, the story <laughs> would be why that was this information was withheld from the public? Yeah. And then why now is it coming to the, op- to the open front? I mean, you know? Yeah. That I, would be the story, those, those I would are, think. Those would be good questions for the interviewer mm-hmm. on the one show or whatever to ask. Yeah. I would think. Well, well, Keith, tell me something. Why did you wait 50 years? If you wanted the UK to get credit, why didn't you do it? Like, see, I want you guys to notice there was. Yeah. Why'd you hold it for 50 years, dumbass? I mean, I said it again. Yeah, but that would be the question that people should be asking. Yeah. Oh, no. No, let's talk about the conspiracy theories of what, what they believe. The theory, you notice the conspiracy is a theory, not the moon people. Ah, doesn't I know. It doesn't make sense. You know, as a journalist or an interviewer, I mean, that would be like your first question. Why now? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, what happened? 
Yeah, to make you do it now. Hmm. Next story. Um, I didn't get any church tards defending these people on this week. A lot of times I'll, I'll put these uh, cultural Christian stories up, and church tards will go, well, I'm not a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this time they just stayed away because I don't think they can touch this one. Um, well, I challenged them to read the story first mm-hmm. and then tell me if this is biblical Christianity or not. So apparently they couldn't. Uh, reports on pastors or pastor couples spending prompt Allie's warning to newspaper. I cut people. That's a great headline. Good writing. Good for you. Uh, this is from Fox News. Louis Cassiano, another brain dead writer. Um, Pastor Hope Carpenter calls out the Greenville News newspaper during a sermon at her former church. This chick looks like Paula White. Yeah, she does. She looks just like Paula White. I thought it was Paula White at first. She has the same look. And it's one of those glamour shots that Jesus would have took if he was Mm -hmm. here. Um, The former pastor, she's a former pastor there, but you'll be glad to know if you live in San Jose, Cucufornia, she has a big church there. Oh, good. So go to her church and give her money like an idiot. The former pastor of a South Carolina megachurch appeared to threaten a local newspaper Sunday during a lecture to her former congregation where she defended the church's new controversial leaders. Now, we'll tell you who these leaders are. <laughs> during her monologue at the Relentless Church... That's a good name, don't you think? Yes. You know what? What are we going to name our church? Let's name it Relentless. Why? Because we're relentless to get people's money. Mm-hmm. Hope Carpenter, that's Paula White doppelganger. That's her mm-hmm. name. Hope Carpenter spoke of the importance of faith. They always mm-hmm. talk about faith. They never talk about Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the most high God. Have you noticed that? Oh, gosh, yeah. They, they never talk about Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the most high God. They talk about love and faith and other nonsense. Importance of faith before expressing gratitude to pastors John and Aventer Gray. Does that ring a bell? Mm-hmm. This is the idiot who a couple of months ago brought, bought his wife a $200,000 Lamborghini. And then came out that he was having an affair on his wife. Hmm. And then said, I apologize for having the affair, but I, she deserves the Lamborghini because she stood by me. <laughs> yeah, it's not a payoff at all. No. Um, so this is, this is the idiot who, who spent 200 grand as a pastor, uh, bought a Lamborghini for his wife. John and Aventure Gray replaced this idiot. Okay. So then she turned her attention to the Greenville News and she said, quote, I love you. I believe in you. I'm praying for you. Carpenter told the couple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she said, quote, I cut people. I got a knife right here in that pocketbook. Greenville News, come on. We done went through this. I'm still here. And guess who else is still going to be here? End of quote. She cuts people. Mm. She's, she's She's a megachurch pastor. And she cuts people. She got a she got a knife in her pocketbook. <laughs> She's a white gal trying to talk black. What? <sighs> so that's a good thing to say, right? Mm-hmm. So the paper 
in the past had published several stories highlighting the church's purchase of a $1.8 million home for the Grays. John Gray purchasing a two hundred grand Lamborghini for his wife and rumors that he had an extramarital affair. And here's what Gray said about the affair. It was an emotional one. Okay, so <laughs> that makes it better, really, because if you're going to cheat on your wife or you cheat on your husband, okay? It was both innocent. ways. Make sure it's just emotional and not, well, wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it have been better if he would have just said it was a physical one? Mm-hmm. Because emotional means that I was emotionally involved. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be emotionally involved with your spouse. So it would have been better if he said, it was just physical. I just got horn dogged. <laughs> it was an emotional one. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. It's okay. We understand. Uh, then he said, quote, my wife has pushed for my dreams and my vision. Well, yeah, you, she's living in a million dollar mansion and driving Lamborghinis. Yeah, she should support you. Mm-hmm. And she has toiled with a man who is still trying to find himself. That's pretty sad. Still trying to find myself. That's what he said in December amid criticism of the car purchase. Mm. That carries a weight. I wanted to honor her for how she's covered me. Oh, is that biblical? I, no. Is it biblical for a wife to cover her husband? No. Read Corinthians. Corinthians, is it 10, Ms. Kamau, or 11? Oh, Always get I it mixed up. Know. About the covering. I don't remember. Yes. Yes, Jesus Christ covers the man, the man covers the woman. So he's opposite. He's got him a little Jezebel, and he's an Ahab making the money. Praise the Lord. Uh, oh, and Gray says he he did not pay for the luxury car with church funds. It was his own funds, just because they give him a, a big salary. Yeah. Um, in May, he asked his church to foot a $250,000 bill needed to repair the church's roof. And he suggested the money could be raised if just each of the 2,500 congregants gave 100 bucks. <laughs> just give 100 bucks. He says, here's what he says, I'm grateful that God has given us a church that is so supernaturally generous. Mm-hmm. We are a new church taken off of the shoulders of a great church. Mm-hmm. But we had to press through. And God has done miracles here. Mm-mm. Lord, Lord, but did I raise $250,000 in your name? Oh, Lord Jesus, didn't I buy, didn't I buy Lamborghini for my wife in your name? <laughs> oh, Lord, didn't I have an emotional affair with other women in your name? Why won't you let me in? Why won't you let me in? Um, so anyway, Relentless Church is uh, yeah, it's a piece of crap. Uh, but uh, Hope Carpenter, she's going to cut people. <laughs> well, I'm sure she's going to cut them in love, though. Yeah, yeah. She's going to cut them. I got to dive right in my pack. I'm going to cut you. Okay, here's another time shift you'll like. Mm-mm-mm. A multicolored squirrel, a giant multicolored squirrel caught on camera becomes internet sensation. Did you know that? No. There's a picture of it. It's uh, rainbow colored. It, it does look like someone took a big squirrel, put blue uh, eyes on it, and uh, dyed its fur. But you can do all that stuff in Photoshop, I, I would imagine. But Don't you think it's amazing that all these an- animals, the trees, there's all kinds of rocks that are all rainbow colored now yeah. that they're finding. All of a sudden. How about that place in, uh, where's Peru. it? We, Peru. Peru. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we actually know people who went on vacation. And uh, went there. Yeah. 
Yep. Now, pictures when, of these rocks, yeah. the sand, is all rainbow colored. It's all rainbow colored. And they never knew that that existed. And they're world travelers. Yep. They travel all the time. They go everywhere. And they never, they never knew it existed before. So I'm saying there's stuff. And Miss Capel's right. There are trees that are rainbow colored. There's, there's lizards, frogs, snakes, lizards. There's rainbow. All kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, big thing. I'm waiting for the um, rainbow cheeseburger. Oh, that's got to be delicious because I think the blue probably is blueberry or blackberry, maybe. Mm. The red cherry. I don't know. I can't. I See, I'm already getting hungry. Uh, let's see. A photographer from India, he's captured several incredible images of, they call it the Malabar giant squirrel. That's the new name for it. See, uh, they give them like really difficult names to remember. Yeah. So I don't remember hearing about that. Now, you know, I, it, in Southern California, we had access to the San Diego Zoo and the Los Angeles Zoo. Mm-hmm. So growing up, you know, Miss Capel, both and I, as kids and as adults, went to both of these zoos a lot, just like Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm and all this stuff, because you grew up in Southern California. And um, I had never seen a rainbow-colored anything. No. And you would think they would have one of these guys at the at the zoo. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's a Malabar squirrel that has gone viral after being posted on social media. The squirrel is known for its multicolored fur and its large size. It became an internet sensation after a 39-year-old Kushushuk Vahayi took the pictures deep in the forest of India, capturing the animal in its native habitat. Mm. Uh, he says, the sight was an absolute feast for my eyes, he said. The squirrels fascinated me, and I got excited to capture this beauty on my camera. He's an amateur photographer. He works in finance in Saudi Arabia. He was astonished by the appearance of the multicolored squirrel, as were his friends. It was when I shared some of the photographs on social media that many of my friends and followers came to know about the Malabar giant squirrel. They were amazed at its appearance. Up until that point, I had never heard about a squirrel like that or seen one, he added. I think it's kind of a scary looking thing, to tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> it's got paws like a bear. It's huge. I don't like it. Mm-mm. Um, th- his pictures have uh, went viral. He says, um, uh, da, da, da. also known as the Indian squirrel. Jeez. The Malabar giant squirrel could grow up to 36 inches from head to tail. It could jump 20 feet in the air. It flies tree to tree. Mm. Yeah. By comparison, the uh, the U.S. squirrel mm-hmm. is only twenty inches. Wow. Yeah. So this is really rare. only weighs four. Yeah. This thing's a monster. <sighs> yep. I wow. I, I wonder how they taste. I wonder. Chicken tastes like chicken. Yeah. You know, because I like. I mean, you know, I have some trader bark friends who like eating squirrel. Aye. Yeah. Hey, you know. Eat a little squirrel sandwich now and then. I'm from Hemet. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at Riverside County where there was no dental plan, okay? Mm-hmm. So squirrel sandwiches, I mean, I know people who lived on that. Meat's tender then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, rainbow-colored meat's really good. Okay, uh, what does the Bible say about blood, Miss Kapow? Thou shalt not eat. You're not supposed to eat it. The blood, because the life is in the blood. What does the that mean? That blood. means, well, it means exactly what it says. Um, you can get demonic infestation 
by eating the blood. The, the life is in the blood. Um, mm-hmm. You're not supposed to eat the blood of any animal, especially humans. Oh, good night. It's just yeah. gross. That's Don't nasty. eat the blood. Don't eat the blood. But no one told uh, the Russians because apparently in Russia... There was a candy, or there still is candy bars that have a disturbing ingredient in yeah, it. Yeah, and you can buy it off um, Amazon. <clears throat> apparently, yeah, apparently you can get on Amazon. That's weird. You'd think there'd be laws against that. What laws? <laughs> what FDA? <laughs> Do we have an FDA? Not in this timeline. Um, it's a creepy candy bar. It kept Soviet-era children fed, and it's still in the red. Ooh, that rhymes. Nice. Uh, believe it or not, it's called hematogen. Like if that wasn't a clue. Hematogen? Really? It's a chocolatey, chewy snack. Ah. Mm. With an oddly metallic aftertaste. Mm. Oh, that sounds delicious. It was the go-to snack for Russian kids before the fall of the Soviet Union. Really? It's made with beet sugar, condensed milk, sugar syrup. Also all good for you, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's infused with a surprising secret ingredient, cow's blood. Crying. Cow's blood. Uh, the popular nosh was created as a kid-friendly iron supplement. <coughs> Is that why you get the metallic test, taste because of iron? Uh-huh. Mm. But while the label listed black food albumin as an ingredient, it was really blood. Mm-hmm. So if you're eating something that says black food albumin. Yeah, and albumin is a, a medical term for blood, yeah? Mm. Now what's weird is this is uh, kids, you know, in the Soviet Union, uh, before the fall of the Soviet Union, right? Mm-hmm. Did they have to list ingredients on food then? I, I, I mean, know. I don't know, but see, you see what I mean? How none of some of this stuff just... It feels like it's written by artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and they're just lying to you because it's, sometimes it's like, well, I don't know. I can't talk to any old Russians to go, no, we didn't have labels of ingredients on our food. Are you stupid? Mm-hmm. It was Cold War Russia. Yeah. You know, so I really don't you know, know. People that we knew that lived during that time, you know, in Europe and whatnot, they're not here now. No. It just sounds weird to me that the label would say black food, that they would have to put anything on it. Yeah. Uh, So it says they listed it as an ingredient. Most people didn't know what they were eating. Alas, a generation of tots came to love the uh, ubiquitous blood bars, which were cheaper and more accessible than candy. Now, these same Russian adults still have a soft spot for hemogen, which is why it remains available today. So what the article is going to do is we're going to get all these stupid, weird kids mm-hmm. ordering this stuff and eating blood bars now. Yep. That, that's, what this, that's what it's doing. In fact, it says the twisted treat, uh, it has the pliability texture of a Tootsie Roll. Mm. It's still easier to find than one might think. See? In addition to a horde what? of jumbo pack options being sold on Amazon, what happened to Amazon? Boy, they turned into a piece of crap company, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Wow. They're selling s- child sex dolls on there and blood bars. Hey, anything for a moolah. My goodness. Um, it says you could actually go out and buy it right now in New York at Russian specialty markets. Uh, and that's said by a culture scholar, 
and Natasha Laktovakawa. Mm. And she is the author of Seasoned Socialism, Gender and Food in Late Soviet Everyday Life. Mm. My goodness. What an arrogant title for a book. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Megan McCain and Alicia Milano defend Joe Biden for his touchy-feely. So does Cher. Well, yeah. Well, she Cher. understands. He's a bunch of hypocritical freaks. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. They're not even real. Uh, one last story, Ms. Kapow. Because I'm over an hour here. People are bored. Uh-huh. I know I would be. I'd be I'd be bored. Global warming brings you down. Washington State College offers course on echo anxiety, climate grief. So it's like the moon landing, right? You know, right off the the, the bat, the title is false because there is no global warming. Mm-hmm. There is a thing called climate change, but only because the climate changes. It's cyclic. Right now, we're going through a grand solar minimum. The sun is, is, is minimum in its activity, so it's getting colder, not warmer. So the global warming hoax is for taxation. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. So the headline itself tells you the rest of the story is all BS, right? So uh, this is with Seattle. And it says, with every flood, devastating wildfire, and even a deep freeze, climate change seems to get the blame. Um, well, it, 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 climate's changing, but not because of your Prius no. or your lawnmower. You have nothing to do with it. It's the sun. Um, news headlines sound alarms with fears and survival, destruction of the planet, end of humans. I guess this, uh, this uh, Ocasio-Cortez... Um, creature mm-hmm. and uh, this other uh, this I forget his name this other guy uh, O'Rourke better O'Rourke they're saying that in 12 years everybody's gonna be dead so I can only hope they're they're right but you know so they're scaring the heck out of stupid kids mm. who, who haven't lived more than 20 years you know on the rock so you know this is their education uh, it's all apparently too much for some to cope with it's the reasoning behind a, uh, a first-of-a-kind class at the University of Washington. Here's what it's entitled, Ms. Capel. Environmental Anxiety and Climate Grief. Oh, wow. Building Resilience in the Age of Consequences. Wow. So you know what? If somebody goes, you know, dude, what's wrong with you? I'm going to say I got climate grief, okay? Mm-hmm. I have environmental anxiety. Leave me alone. I'm cold. Uh, according to the school, a student... Uh, named Camilio Acosta. She's bright as, as could be, too. Oh, yeah, sure. Because she enrolled in the class, and she explained it this way. She says, For the longest time, I didn't let myself feel the pain and anguish that was building up due to the destruction of our earth. Mm. Oh, my Lord. That's real deep. Someone's going to try to marry this thing. Mm. I feel sorry. I feel sorry for the world to come. Mm-hmm. Good Lord! At some point, this thing's gonna try to sell insurance or get a job as a receptionist or something. Or she might be a doctor. Oh Lord, God, take me home! These people, <sighs> this, this, oh! High-profile Democrats are fueling the panic as they rush for the new Green Deal. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, one of my favorite creatures right now. Yeah. Just what a creature from the Black Lagoon, man. Mm-hmm. It's just an actress. You know, it's just it's just your everyday soap opera. You know, it's like you realize, what, what are they going to do now? 
Joe yeah. Biden's back. You know? Oh, I know. I love the way they move people in and out. You know, Joe. Yeah, it's you, just I, like a soap opera. It is. They move. They move actors in and out. You know, create drama, bread and circuses. You know. Um, anyway, she made headlines when she recently said, "The world is going to end in twelve years if we don't address climate change." I don't know if that's how she sounds, but she looks that's how like she sounds. Hmm. I've I've watched videos of her. She just sounds stupid. Um, several Democrats running for president in 2020 also support the Green New Deal, including Beto O'Rourke of Texas. And here's what he said. The future of the human race literally depends on it. So if, if you don't let them tax you for your Prius and your lawnmower and your generator um, and your cow farts, you know, you're, you're the bad guy. It has, not, it has nothing to do with the cyclic change of the earth. Mm-mm. Idiots. It's... <sighs> you, know, you never hear the term grand solar minimum. And when we talk to people, and they talk about what's going on with the weather, because a lot of people talk about it, um, they, they never heard the term. Of course not. Mainstream media just don't talk about the grand solar minimum. Because it's real, you know. They want to keep you ignorant. Yeah. Why, why, why ruin a good story with facts? Why let facts get in the way of yeah, taxation? Because it promotes their uh, their agenda. It does. Uh, this climate grief class. Here's here's what it consists of, Ms. Capel. I think we would like this. Students spending one hour each week outside in nature in a quiet place. Mm. Yeah, and they're required to write about what they see and feel. You see. I oh see multicolored God. squirrels. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine what a tard you are? I mean, are you going to go out and get a job? Is this preparing you for life? I mean, really? God, can you imagine the parents? And you're getting student loans for this. What is it, $700 a unit to go into nature and write what you see and feel? Mm-hmm. And this says students also take part in a group project in which they assemble a climate change survival kit. So now you're thinking, oh, okay, so they're going to learn how to uh, grow sprouts, right? Uh, they're going to learn to use solar panels, um, to grow their own food. They're going to learn how to milk a cat, you know, those kind of things, right? <laughs> and um, But no, check this out. It's not to be filled with flashlights and emergency food. You know what they're going to do mm. with their, their, their group climate change survival kit hmm. it's filled with books and poems <laughs> yes books and poems that can help others deal with the emotions tied to the environment oh lord guess what these people are gonna die oh they're all dead they're not no they're not gonna know how to survive anything. <laughs> this year has been horrible with, with the weather. They can't even cope with not having a phone. <laughs> no, okay? they can't. They're flipping out right now. They've gone into panic mode. Oh my gosh. And the next year's gonna be worse. And God forbid the other year or however long we're gonna be here. It's gonna be it's gonna get to the point in one or two years where it's no longer fun. People aren't gonna be skiing. Right now they're all happy because oh there's snow, we're skiing. That's gonna end. When the, when the food <laughs> when the food runs out, mm. oh yeah, the, the cold climate it, it's oh my lord, this flooding it's it's gonna it's coming down. Mm-hmm. These people are writing poems and reading books to help. They're all gonna freeze. They're all dead. Um, here's a man named Cliff Mass. He's a meteorologist and a professor 
of Atmospheric Sciences at the University of Washington. And here's what he says. He agrees that humans are playing some role, some part in the warming of the planet. So he's, 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 he's mm-hmm. goofy. Mm-hmm. But he also thinks this class on grief and anxiety should flunk out. He says, I think the best thing to do now is not play on people's fears and anxieties and not reflect on some of the exaggerated headlines that we have in the paper. Okay. So I think he's not, you know, he doesn't like the class, but he's not seen it quite as well either because there really is a grand solar minimum. Mm-hmm. And that ain't stuff that's in the headlines because no one's talking about that. But that's a real thing. Right. Yeah. But they don't want you to know that. No. It's called the Eddy Minimum. The last one we had it was called the Modern Minimum. Um, mm-hmm. and, and societies collapse during these things um, because just you can't grow food. That's part of it. The economy and, and societies collapse. Um, so anyway, there's, there's, there's a lot of people that say the climate is a slow change, a slow but steady change, and saying that people will have to deal with massive problems, that they'll need survival kits is just not accurate. This one guy says, la, 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 la. Um, so that goes on and on. But anyway, the whole, the whole thing is um, <laughs> the climate grief class instructor, her name is Jennifer Atkinson. Huh. She calls her course a kind of boot camp. Really? A boot camp? Obviously, she doesn't know what a boot camp is. Military or police, obviously. Uh. But she calls it a kind of a, a boot camp for students willing to fight for the planet. Oh. Giving them tools to survive emotionally, not physically, emotionally. Yeah, because that's um, where it counts. Yeah. She has her detractors. They mock the class as a 12-step program for a generation of snowflakes. 12-step. Isn't that interesting? Another 12-step program. <sighs> yeah. Uh, some of the comments, one person says the course provides a safe room, tissues, a drum circle. Everyone gets an A+, plus, <laughs> a participation trophy, whether they attend or not. Oh, for the love of pizza. Let's um, make it easy. Yeah. Um, this actually is a very good comment. This one person says, uh, I have no sympathy sympathy, sympathy sympathy, for people who cause themselves distress because they are too intellectually lazy to educate themselves on the matter. There you go. Such people never learn anything except through painful drama, so it's all a part of the process for them. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, someone writes, uh, make sure you mention this during your interview. That's funny because you're going to go do a job interview and they go, well, what have you done to prepare yourself to be, you know, uh, you know, a Los Angeles police officer? They go, well, I took a, a climate anxiety course, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, it's. Fun times. Fun people. times. It's it's really bizarre. Okay, Miss Capel.
Don't know how Why don't you look in the 